1: Hi, everyone. I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 515, four basic strategies for parenting success, because when we keep things simple, we can be equally successful with all of our parenting moves. In late December, I experienced a parenting milestone, which I'll never forget. I was with my oldest daughter and her husband as they welcomed their first child into the world. My grandson is only three weeks old, and I'm still in awe of this surreal and breathtaking experience. After 25 years of motherhood, I didn't think I could feel the love that I have for my own eight kids for another human being. But after cutting my grandson's umbilical cord, and hearing him cry for the first time, I can honestly tell you that my heart grew right out of my chest. I couldn't quite put my finger on why I was so overwhelmed. Sure, he was incredibly beautiful and adorable beyond words. And yes, he's the newest branch of our family tree. Of course, I loved listening to his newborn coos and holding him tight, smelling that newborn baby smell that's so intoxicating. But that wasn't it. What really melted my heart and soul was watching my daughter's eyes gaze upon her son and seeing her unconditional love as she soothed him in the first moments of his life. It took my breath away. As those first days unfolded, my daughter and I spent a lot of time together, observing the ins and outs of who her son was, and we talked a lot about parenthood. As the oldest of my brood of eight, My daughter had the tough role of being second-in-command. Thankfully, she was a natural and loved the responsibility of being a mother's helper throughout her childhood. She saw firsthand the delicate balance that was required to keep our large family and household running somewhat smoothly. As she prepared to go home from the hospital, she admitted to feeling extremely excited but quite nervous about this huge responsibility that was now hers. She joked about the sleepless nights that were ahead and wondered when she'd have five minutes alone in the bathroom. But the one question that was really weighing on her mind was, what constitutes a successful parent? Success means something different to everyone. But in my decades of parenting eight kids, I've discovered that my measure of success is being happy and appreciative of the small moments in each day. Whether you're raising the next president of the United States Or struggling with your learning to stable child. Here are Mighty Mommy's four basic strategies for being a successful parent. One, be consistent. Two, don't compare one child to another. Three, be a positive role model. And four, eat up the ordinary. Let's dive in a bit deeper into each one. Strategy number one, be consistent. If there's one single piece of advice I'd give every new parent it would be to practice consistency in all areas of parenting. Having a new baby is a fresh start because you have so many new and wondrous adventures and milestones ahead of you. Even though if you've navigated the ups and downs of parenting for years, if you want to start anew and build a positive, solid foundation, then incorporating consistency into all your parenting routines is key. Deep down, all kids. Even moody teens crave boundaries, regardless of individual temperament. When they have structure, routines, and rules in place, it offers them a sense of security because they know what's expected of them. Boundaries help your child thrive by teaching them responsibility, consequences, and respect for others, as well as themselves. For example, if you've decided that your kids will not be drinking sugary drinks at meals, and you tell them positively that soda and juice are off limits, you need to mean what you say. You can't waver and give in just because someone's whining or having a meltdown. Once your kids understand that water and milk are the only drinks available at meals, and you stay the course, eventually they won't try to barter and wear you down. That way, when another situation crops up that requires your authority, say a policy on when friends can come over during the week, your word is going to mean something because your kids will be used to the fact that you're not going to waffle no matter what. I discuss the importance of consistency in more detail in two other episodes of mine, Four Mindful Ways to Discipline Your Child and Five Strategies for Managing a Manipulative Child. Strategy number two, don't compare one child to another. One of my favorite parenting mantras is, Thou shall not compare. I learned this decades ago when I was consumed with infertility, and once again, years later, when several of my children were struggling with significant speech delays. It seemed as though everyone I encountered during both of those difficult times had the world by the tail, except me. Isn't that always the way? Whenever you fail at something... Everyone else seems to succeed at it, effortlessly. While all my friends, family, and every stranger I encountered at Walmart was eagerly awaiting a visit from the stork. I was home making deals with the man above, promising that if I were to get just one chance to become a mother, I'd never complain about anything again. You know what? I didn't realize it at the time, but I had a pretty great life. My husband and I had fulfilling jobs, lived in a dream home, and we vacationed anywhere we wanted to for all those years that I spent crying beside an empty crib. Ask and you shall receive. After the blessed adoption of our beautiful daughter and subsequent births of seven more, my mission to become a mother was accomplished. I was on such a cloud about overcoming infertility that the possibility of developmental delays didn't even occur to me. But once three of my kids presented with delays, launching me into the murky world of special education services and therapy, I couldn't help but notice that all my friends had brilliant kids who were ahead of the curve, not struggling like mine. Only when I stopped focusing on others and looked inward did I begin to appreciate my family. A big part of being a no-fail parent is to cherish what's going on in your own backyard instead of wishing for someone else's. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on
0: desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages.
1: Now, strategy number three, be a positive role model. Not only do kids crave boundaries, as I pointed out earlier, they do something else equally well. They're succulent little sponges. We think our little cherubs are quietly playing with their favorite toy, but in fact, they're watching our every move. One of the biggest gifts you can give your children is to be a positive role model for them. In six ways to deal with a complaining child, I offer role modeling as the solution for whining. Remember that you always have an audience when your kids are in your presence or within earshot of you. We're human, so we're going to get irritated and feel the need to whine and complain ourselves from time to time, right? But just as soon as it happens and you catch yourself, stop and apologize in front of your kids. I find that modeling appropriate, respectful behavior works much better than telling my kids what to do. Another example is from my episode of Five Bad Parenting Habits to Let Go of Now. Just as our kids observe what we do, they also don't miss a beat when it comes to listening to what we say. One of my favorite, cringeworthy memories is when my then eight-year-old son attended a school conference with me to help decide on his placement for the following year. He was my first speech-delayed child, so most of my learning curve in the special education process fell on him. As I recounted in that episode, we had two choices for teachers who had tremendously different teaching styles. I was completely prepared to give my perspective on which classroom I thought he would best thrive in. But my son beat me to the punch. There's no way you're putting me in Mrs. Smith's class. She's a real witch and the year will be a complete disaster. Ouch! Out of the mouths of babes. And one with a speech delay, nonetheless. Although that teachable moment was a good 15 years ago, I still remember how mortified I felt because it was obvious my son was parroting what I had mindlessly said when he was in earshot. Since then, I always make it a priority to choose my actions and words carefully since you never know when little ears are listening. Strategy number four, eat up the ordinary. During all those years, I longed for motherhood. I envisioned the glory moments that would accompany my dream, the milestones, the firsts. What I didn't consider was all the mundane day-to-day moments that make up the largest part of a parenting journey. The mornings scrambling to put my daughter's hair in ponytails, and watching them board the bus, the hours I spent in the car shuttling my kids back and forth to practices and pediatrician appointments. Those ordinary times were the most formative. Many of my children are in college now and living under their own roofs, making their own decisions as young adults. I believe this is the ultimate goal of parenting, to raise independent and productive members of society. And when I think back to all those years raising them, it's the little ordinary moments that shine brightest. So eat up those yummy basics of day-to-day life and be mindful of how fleeting they are. How do you bring the best to your parenting game? Please share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com/mighty-mommy, or you can post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also reach me by an email to mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. One of my favorite parts of being the Mighty Mommy at QDT is interacting with you, the listener of this podcast. I want to make this show the best it can be, and you can help me do that by taking a short listener survey. It's a quick way to let me know what you like about the show and what I can do to improve. You can find the survey at the link at the end of this week's episode, which again is number 515, and just visit quickanddirtytips.com mighty-mommy to reach my page on our website. I'd really appreciate the feedback. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you can keep things simple and get back to basics with your parenting life. Until next time, happy parenting.